Lawmakers at the state capitol are considering three gun bills this week. One would create a merchant code for gun sellers. Currently, firearms are classified as sporting goods. A specific code for them is meant to help track the state's gun sales. Another bill would increase qualifications for a concealed carry permit, adding new training and safe storage requirements. A third bill would increase penalties for stealing a firearm. Work continues on Roaring Fork Transit Authority's 27th Street underpass in Glenwood Springs with a redo on striping operations. A press release states that previous striping failed under recent winter weather conditions, so a redo will be necessary this week from Wednesday through Friday while the weather is better. Delays through Friday this week for northbound northbound traffic are expected from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and southbound motorists can expect delays from 9 to 5. A coalition of conservation groups plans to sue the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service over a decision not to list the gray wolf in the entire northern Rockies as an endangered species. This follows an agency announcement that gray wolves in Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming would not be listed under the Endangered Species Act. The agency was responding to a petition to protect gray wolves in all of the northern Rocky Mountains and western U.S. Casey York is with Trap Free Montana, one of the conservation groups involved in the suit. We're forced to litigate. We're forced to give notice. This is not okay. What they've done is they've they've just, you know, green light, go on ahead, go ahead with the slaughter, while we work on a recovery plan. Wolves will not be listed as endangered in more western states, but the Fish and Wildlife Service says by December 2025, it plans to develop the nation's first-ever gray wolf recovery plan. The growing number of short-term rentals is sparking controversy in mountain towns. Some officials say these units drive up housing costs, so they're offering incentives to lease to local workers. Caroline Giannis reports for the Mountain West News Bureau. Eagle County, Colorado, is home to ski resorts like Vail and Beaver Creek and lots of short-term rentals. It hopes to expand its Lease to Locals program this year. Owners who lease their properties to a tenant for a full year and cap the rent at an affordable rate can receive a cash incentive. It ranges from four dollars to $12,000, depending on the number of bedrooms. Last year, 31 properties in Eagle County participated in the program, housing 61 people. County Housing Manager Daniel Murray says it's a win-win. Sometimes you find a tenant that is a really good tenant paying their rent. You, you inspect the house, it looks great. Like they're protecting my asset year-round. If it gets really cold, the pipes might not break. There's other like factors that go into it than just like a financial incentive. County officials hope to get 40 units in the program this year. Other communities with similar programs include Summit County, Colorado, Ketchum and Sun Valley, Idaho, and Brighton, Utah. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. Last week, students and school administrators from Durango testified before a legislative committee at the state capitol. They're supporting a bill that would allow public school students to administer emergency overdose medication on school campuses. As Clark Adamidas of KSUT and KSJD reports for Rocky Mountain Community Radio, it's an attempt by teen harm reduction activists in Durango to change state law. Narcan! Save lives! Narcan! Save lives! Narcan! Save lives! 
This bill grew out of a successful campaign last year to push the local school district in Durango to change its policy. Students campaigned for permission to carry Narcan, a nasal spray that is effective in reducing the effects of an opioid overdose. After some initial resistance, the school district changed its policy and created a framework for distributing Narcan and training students. For permission to carry Narcan in school, students needed a parent or guardian to sign a liability waiver as well. My first encounter with my peers abusing drugs stronger than marijuana was in eighth grade, when one of my closest friends came into our honors ELA class after having taken several mystery pills. At yesterday's hearing, some of the leaders of Durango's teen harm reduction movement gave testimony. Last year, Ilya Stritikis was a senior at Durango High School. Now, he's a freshman at Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. Colorado has the second highest youth overdose rate in the nation, with our youth overdosing at a rate 2.31 times higher than national average. Stritikis and the other Durango teens weren't just on hand to support the legislation. They helped write it. I wanted their voices to be the leading voices on this. Barbara McLaughlin is a state representative who lives in Durango. She started meeting with a group of local teens last summer. Over several months, the teens led the research, reviewed state statutes, and had a series of conversations with stakeholders across the state. That's a lot of work when you're trying to go to college and trying to work, but they did it. Colorado already has a law that protects Good Samaritans in an overdose situation. That law gives legal immunity to a person who administers Narcan or its active ingredient, naloxone. But the law is unclear when it comes to students on school campuses. In her testimony on Thursday, Representative McLaughlin says there are schools that prohibit the possession of any medicine by students. Some schools will have a policy that bans these antagonists as part of a broader ban on medicines in school, meaning that students who carry this life-saving tool could be doing so at the risk of disciplinary consequences. And all they wanted to do was to save a friend's life. McLaughlin says the new legislation offers blanket immunity to students on school grounds and addresses the liability concerns of schools and school administrators. This bill is to ensure there is no liability if Narcan is used with good intentions by educators, bus drivers, parents, or students. But a number of education committee members express concerns. My son right now in high school is 14. I don't know that he can evaluate whether somebody's having an allergic reaction, a medical reaction, a drug reaction. Anthony Hartsook is a Republican from Douglas County. Who's going to train the kids? How is this going to progress? I mean, are we going to ask kids that are in middle school? And then what is the psychological impact that we are putting on these kids saying, you got to make this decision? Rose Puglisi, a Republican from Colorado Springs, raises concerns about whether the bill mandates changes to school drug policies across the state. The sponsor said this isn't a mandate, but the, unless I'm reading this wrong, it says a school, school district, or state charter school institute shall allow a student to possess and administer an opioid antagonist on school grounds, on a school bus, or a school-sponsored event. Don Wilson, a Republican from Monument, Colorado, questions whether a state law is needed when school districts can make policies locally. What part of your program is missing that requires a state law that you weren't able to already do at the local level? September 15th, 2021 was nearly the worst day of my life. 
Ryan Kristoff of Boulder is among the last people to offer public testimony. On that day, I found my daughter, 16 at the time, in her room, unresponsive, not breathing, and with no pulse. The first responder to arrive was a police officer who took over doing CPR, and after about 30 seconds, he stopped, opened up a dose of Narcan, and administered it to her. Nothing happened at first, but then she started wheezing a little, then she had a slight pulse back, then she started very shallow breathing. She was still non-responsive, but her heart was beating. Christoph tells the committee that every student in the state should be able to carry Narcan. Representatives Bacon? Yes. Bradfield? Yes. Emmerich? Yes. Hartsook? Yes. Lukens? Yes. Gleasy? Yes. Story? Yes. Wilson? Yes. Young? Yes. McLaughlin? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Chair? Absolutely, yes. Following skeptical questions from several members, the committee votes unanimously to recommend the bill, with a few caveats, including this from Don Wilson. I will be supporting it. I don't necessarily think it's necessary, but we can work with some amendments. Supporters will be watching closely for what amendments might be added as the bill goes for a second reading before the entire state House of Representatives. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. This is... KDNK News.